0: Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 44th episode, and today we'll be discussing the Iowa Caucus and the start of this crazy election season, Comicsgate, Has Ruined Any Chance of Being Comics Great, and the WEF is anti-human. So let's get right into it with the Iowa caucus. That was uh, a couple days ago at this point, and it was a landslide victory for uh, our good old orange friend Donald Trump. Won a landslide victory. It's a very expected result if you've been following politics, and it's basically going to go that way for most likely New Hampshire. That's the uh, first primary. That's the next Thing you're going to hear about and then uh I, I imagine the first super Tuesday there's like a there's like a super Tuesday I think a super Thursday where a whole bunch of states have primaries uh and that's probably gonna go all Trump's way I imagine Nikki Haley will get um some votes along with uh DeSantis as well though they'll, they'll be the two um ones who lag behind but it's going to be all Trump all the way um for the Republican Party he's got a very strong uh base around him that's staying there and they're going to show up um for the primaries at least and now the general election is going to be a complete um and utter shit show but uh the whole thing is that this is the we're officially in election season if you're in America so we're, we're officially um going to be it's going to be nothing but the election and news relating to it and news relating about the candidates until um, sometime in November when it's uh, all over, so it'll be the first a uh, couple days, maybe a day or two after the uh, first Tuesday of November, uh, depending on how many shenanigans they pull with counting the votes, like they did in 2020, um, is when this will finally all end. So you're going to have to hear about how evil of a person Trump is if you know he inevitably gets the nomination, he's even more. Um, in the news cycle than he already is and whoever is running against him which again they, they could be dragging we, we could be going for a weekend at biden's uh too <laughs> which, which seems like what they want to do uh so the, the um establishment is stuck in this really awful place which I, I i honestly love where they want to maintain the legitimacy of the current government Ah, uh, that means making it seem like Biden can actually do his job and can serve in office another four years versus knowing that this we basically have a um glorified nursing home in the White House, and uh, <laughs> Biden's brain barely works. He can barely uh, stay up past noon, do the freaking job of being the president and they need to get somebody else. But if you know they do that, then the Democratic Party loses all um, l- legitimacy. And the Uniparty, by extension, does. Because the Uniparty's agenda is very much basically the Democratic um, agenda. and The Republicans just act as a speed bump. So they want the Republicans to be the bad guys and the Democrats to be the good guys. That's how I see it. Uh, maybe I-, I could be a bit wrong on that, but that's basically... Though the way I see things is that the Democrats are the good ones; they do everything right. They're just trying to help all the poor, impoverished single mothers and people of color and migrants coming into this country. And the evil Republicans won't let them. So if Joe Biden, um, you know, has to be you know shuffled off because he's too freaking old and his brain barely works, and they try and bring um someone new, whether that be Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris or whatever freaking person the Uniparty has enough dirt on to actually go through with something like this, is going to be a big blow to the legitimacy of the Democratic Party. Not like the Democratic Party's legitimacy was in a good spot beforehand, but it would get even worse if they had to do a switcheroo with Joe Biden, which is definitely a chance, but... Of course, they're they're going to uh, hang on to Joe being the guy for I say as long as possible, because like I said, they want to make it seem like um, everything is going to plan. They know what they're doing and it's all (laughs) all going uh, well. And Joe Biden will defeat Trump again because, you know, that's I mean, I'm sure he honestly thinks that, but Joe Biden didn't defeat Donald Trump. People just voted against Trump, assuming, you know, let's just say nothing happened in 2020. It was the most freest, fairest, the most legitimate election of all time. You can't say anything different or else you're an insane conspiracy theorist. People weren't voting for Biden. They were voting against Trump. They were were voting because they were voting um, for basically anyone that wasn't Trump. And that was the reason why Biden got the win that he did in 2020 it wasn't because people believed that he would make the country better, or he was actually um, a good person or that he had, um, you know, any meaningful political experience, although I was used to justify the vote it was like, oh, he's been in Senate for 40 some odd years, he was the vice president, he knows what to do. But it was more like, well, Donald Trump in, in, re- irreparably irreversibly damaged and ruined this country and now we need to get someone who will restore the soul of this nation that's that's what biden said um that's what he ran on that was the whole idea was to take down trump to get rid of him because he just had to go right he was just so bad he was the antichrist and the antichrist was running amok and he reigned him in and that that's and it could have been anyone who did that but it it was against trump and that's really what this whole you know next you know, election season is going to be is going to be demonizing trump demonizing him focusing all this energy on him so they can keep uh distracting you and uh running away with um all the power and all the money and all these sorts of things but we are going to move on to the next topic because i think i have gabbed uh, about that enough and we're going to talk about comics gate and i love the independent comics scene i i backed a whole bunch of books from Comicsgate. I've got a bunch of them uh, sitting on my bookshelf that I need to read through sometime. So many things to do. and Also, I'm a pretty lazy person, so, and I use my discipline for other things. But anyway, I love comics. Independent comic scene, skate creators got me really into comics. Uh, you know, this was 2022 when I knew the Rupertverse was cooking. I didn't know it was... The R- well, I think, yeah, the first... The only thing we knew before ISM1 launched was that it was going to be called the Repiverse. I'm not sure if that was confirmed. But anyway, um, when Eric said, hey, I'm making this comic book company. I'm going to be making my comic book. I was really excited uh, about it. I got into the independent comic scene. I read all of Invincible in preparation for this. And, you know, I got into all caps comics as as a brand. Uh, I bought all these rock books. I got the all caps on all caps comics hoodie, all, all these sorts of things. So I got very much... Invested in Comics Gate in terms of it being an independent movement. How I want to make Machine Demand into a graphic novel because of the creators that inspired me who go by that name or, or who are part of that movement. And that's not to say that everyone in Comics Gate is a bad person or irrevocably awful. It's just that the people who are deemed to be, you know, at the top of it now, you know, you've got Ethan Van Sciver, John Mellon, Uh, I got Shane Davis and a couple of others, Mandy Mandy Summers as well. I've really gone long, step and key and just this absolute insanity of uh, the Ripperverse is awful. It's terrible. It's um, the worst book ever made, you know, that that will fight some. And, you know, anybody who has any sort of opinion otherwise is um, just, you know, Eric July simp. Uh, anyone who doesn't think Isom is a complete dog shit book clearly hasn't read it. Like, I just buy the books just to say that they're good because, uh, you know, that, that's my, just, uh, just to own it to the lips. You know, I, I, can't have read Isom 1 and 2 and Alpha Core 1, uh, and just genuinely like them and be like, well, I, I like the verse, I like what it's about. I can't wait to see, uh, what's happening uh, next with it. It's a whole comics comic superhero comic book universe that you can get lost in and just there isn't that much material yet, but that's all on the way it's all cooking and i like the fact that's what he's focusing on doing that in eric july but with, with comics it's a lot less at this point about being making comics in an independent scene free from uh these legacy corporate censors that want you to make literally everybody um gay trans and uh talking about our you know cis-heteronormative, uh, racist patriarchy that we find ourselves in, <laughs> supposedly. Um, and, you know, being free from that, being able to make, you know, the books that you want, the artists being able to draw what they want, writers being able to write scripts that they want, and the um, fans being having enough faith in these creators to say, hey, here's the money before the book is done, get it done in a reasonable time frame, and, you know, ship it out to us. And while, you know, you have a good... But if people who have made crowdfunding work and have been able to deliver good work on time, a lot of people have not been able to do this. And the fact that Comicsgate has had a lot of late books have had a lot of issues in terms of being, um, you know, these people running themselves or running their, their brands or um, operating in a business sense has been a problem for a long time. That's been criticized before Eric July came onto the scene with the Ripperverse and and talking about the economic issues in the independent comic book scene and comics in general. And that's really what's going to ruin it. In in my mind, I was already ruined it is that it's more about farming drama and engagement on the internet and using comics gate and this whole thing to just be part of the culture war rather than saying, I have this business that I run and this business being making comic books and related merchandise and getting that to people as quickly as I possibly can. And, and, or as quickly and with as much quality as I possibly can. And that's, that's the issue there. And that's where, where it is. It's all this, infighting that you know, all this infighting and drama farming that regardless of what side you fall on to it you know you could be listening to this and think evs is right about everything fine this is pushing people away from the independent comic scene this is pushing people away from reading and engaging with comic books uh in the independent scene you know marvel and dc taking care of um, scaring off fans, of convincing people to not be customers because they're employing people whose life mission is to tell people to not read books, right? So the legacy institutions got that covered. And now comics are coming in saying, you know, comics is coming in. A lot of them not being able to operate um, as a business. There are people who do crowdfunding, right? I'll commend them for doing crowdfunding, right? Genuine comics, iconic comics, they do that fantastically in my mind they they up they deliver very good reasonable time frame good products i like them support them um if you think uh, their books are good and lots of people do it correctly but there are a lot of people who are sitting on tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars and are years late with their books. And yes, it, you know, it takes time to make everything and I'm fine with delays, I'm fine with waiting for things, but there's a time where if you want to operate as a business, if you want to build a brand, you need consistent releases. The, uh, Apple is a brand because an iPhone comes out every year. Amazon is a brand because there's two-day prime shipping and they actually stick to it. That is why um, people resonate and support them as brands because there's consistent releases. There's a, a consistent product that you can engage with uh and if you don't have consistent releases if you take someone's money and then it's years between you um get the book and then you know while you know book one is out your book book one isn't even in your hands you're starting to raise money for book two it just delegitimizes um the brand it's bad for business and that's what a lot of people are in with uh, comics get at this at this point and that's the thing that that's part of what's going to kill it and the, like, like i said the other thing is that all this drama farming is pushing people away people don't like it. people say well hey i, I don't like you know two dipshits arguing on twitter about if Um, This this comic book is made with 3D assets or if it's been uh, traced or if, uh, you know, Eric July is the uh, one and only evil, most evil boogeyman of the comic scene. Right. Or, or, you know, he can't take criticism or, or debate or whatever criticism is. The fact that, you know, these arguments are happening and there's all this infighting and gay ass drama that's happening is pushing people away from uh, engaging with comics, and that is why Comics Gate is not Comics Rate. A- any chance of ruining it? It's not an alternative um, comic. It's not an alternative um, comic book space from the um, legacy institutions, Marvel, DC. You know, you can in- probably include Image, Dark Horse, whatever. Those big players. Uh, it's not an alternative scene of independents that have a loose, um, you know, correlation of values and goals. It's just. Uh, p- some people who just want to make, uh, books and actually make them and, uh, a good amount of people who are just, uh, drama farming and just want, uh, attention on the internet. Which, again, not the worst thing in the world to want attention on the internet, but, you know, it's gone way too far and, li- like I said, it's going to push uh, a good amount of people from entering the comic scene, which is what we do don't want which is probably the opposite of Comics skate okay? but i have talked about that long enough we're going on to the last topic and that is the w e f is anti-human world economic forum klaus schaub all these other jokers uh, i i may be a joker but these jokers or, or i say clowns right these clowns um complete garbage uh humans they they are anti human anti natalist they want you in the pods eating bugs that is their entire uh goal i saw one video from a mall ai couldn't find it but basically this woman talking about ecocide saying like you know farming fishing being able to do those sorts of things like the state should criminalize those things and this is one of the reasons why i come out so hard against the state is the state has the power to criminalize these sorts of things to be able to may mandate cars having kill switches in them to be able to mandate um you know the disability for people with small farms to um, trade there to sell their goods in any sort of reasonable way. That, that's the entire, say, point. Um, that's the uh, entire reason why I lean so hard into being an AnCap is that the state is um, so. Uh, antithetical to the idea of individual freedom and especially when you have the wef which is trying to get all the governments of the world together to conspire to have this agenda like like i said of getting people in the pods eating bugs owning absolutely nothing and just being slaves to the uh you know consumerist corporate state it'll it'll be this one um, awful behemoth of a system where the, uh, you know, like I said, the state, the corporations basically all pool their resources together, own everything, have complete control, and, uh, basically all your food is just, um, you know, warehouse is full of crickets that get grinded up into flour fried in uh industrial freaking waste uh you know canola oil soybean oil uh and then that's basically all your diet is (laughs) while you're in a pod um just hooked up to a machine where you get um pleasure just zapped into your mind so that way you don't have any uh desire or ability to rebel and that's you know, really what I want want you to know, that's my little standing up on the soapbox there, is that the WEF is anti-human. They're always going to be anti-human, and they're going to use the states, the the governments of the world, to push that anti-humanistic agenda. Which is why uh, Malay, you know, you know, Javier Malay, is such a uh, feared um, figure in, in the, the eyes of these people, uh, because he's uh emblematic of libertarianism being able to win of it being able to take a hold amongst the population and people believe it and people actually make meaningful progress towards freedom and if we build on that which i, I really hope that we do and i think that we should that means this whole system would fall apart pretty quickly and we would reach this uh, uh, I've said this before on Humpty Popery, but there is this critical mass of people that will either become freedom minded or or go in line with the WEF's line of thinking. And one way or the other, once that happens, uh, it'll be inevitable that that side wins when enough people either wake up and realize that, um, freedom, individualism, capitalism, as in the voluntary exchange of goods and services is the only way to build a prosperous society, or you just, um, get into the pod and eat the bugs and let the, uh, let let big daddy Klaus Schwab dictate every single aspect of your human existence. Uh, and you know, that, Um, is what the WEF, of course, wants, and they are going to basically um, use the state to strong-arm people into doing that. And I am here to say be aware of it and go out against it. (laughs) That's really all I've got to say. And I hope you enjoyed this one. This was our 44th episode. Last episode this week will be back uh, next week, Tuesday, uh, for the 45th episode, and we are heading into the outro now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe whether you're listening on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, or Substack. And be sure to subscribe to my Substack, .substack velvetroompublishing.substack.com, to keep up with Machine to Man and all my other projects.